This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, June 24th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nelly. Here's today's headlines. Senate set to debate climate measure. Prop 12 challenge before justices. And lawmakers call for disaster program. Amendment would reshape climate bill. Senate Agriculture Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow is expressing optimism that the Senate will pass the Growing Climate Solutions Act today. But the Senate will first debate an amendment by Utah GOP Senator Mike Lee that would weaken a critical provision of the legislation, which is intended to speed development of ag carbon markets. The bill, which has more than 50 Senate sponsors, would put USDA in charge of certifying technical advisors and carbon credit verifiers. Lee's amendment would instead authorize USDA to publicize common practices and common qualifications of technical advisors and credit verifiers. Stabenow told reporters the amendment would gut the purpose of the bill. Senate approval of the bill will send the measure to the House. SCOTUS mulls Prop 12 appeal. The U.S. Supreme Court today will consider whether to take up the meatpacking industry's petition for review of California's Proposition 12. The case focuses on the initiative's prohibition on the sale of pork and veal unless those products are raised in accordance with the law's animal welfare requirements. The court is expected to announce Monday whether it intends to consider the appeal. The case has implications for farmers whose meat is sold in California no matter where it's produced. The North American Meat Institute argued in its brief that the rules will increase sow mortality without benefiting consumers. In the meantime, farm groups are cheering the Supreme Court's 6-3 to decision Wednesday that a California regulation giving union organizers the right to recruit members on farm property is unconstitutional. This is a simple property rights case. States cannot take private property without just compensation, and property owners have the fundamental right to exclude trespassers, said Dave Puglia, president and CEO of Western Growers. The decision was a defeat for the United Farm Workers and the United Food and Commercial Workers Union, which supported the California regulation. Stabenow not ready to take next steps on cattle pricing. The Senate Ag Committee held a long-awaited hearing yesterday on cattle markets. But Chairwoman Stabenow told reporters afterward there's still division in the industry over the issue and it's too soon to say what the panel will do legislatively. We really just need to get committee members together to talk at this point, she said. Still, she said the hearing showed there is a lot of real concern among committee members about the consolidation in the industry. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Dairy Management Incorporated serves America's 34,000-plus dairy farmers and dairy importers by managing research and marketing programs aimed at promoting dairy consumption and protecting the good image of dairy farmers, dairy products, and the dairy industry. 
Funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Key Republican set standard for disaster program. The top Republican of the House Agriculture Committee, Glenn G.T. Thompson of Pennsylvania, says he's willing to discuss a permanent disaster program. But Thompson said at a subcommittee hearing yesterday that the program would have to meet three standards, including that it wouldn't compete with crop insurance. The program also must be easy to implement and able to respond quickly to disasters, he said. If Chairman David Scott is willing to work within these three principles, I want to work with him to craft the best policy possible, Thompson said. During the hearing, Scott got support for a permanent program from fellow Georgian Sanford Bishop, who chairs the House Ag Appropriations Subcommittee. We need to have a rainy day fund or interest-bearing account set aside for disaster aid, Bishop said. Georgia farmer Wes Shannon told the subcommittee that it takes too long for farmers to get assistance from temporary ad hoc disaster programs. House Republicans form Climate Caucus. More than 50 Republicans have formed a conservative climate caucus that's intended to give the GOP a voice in shaping climate policy. The caucus includes at least seven members of the House Agriculture Committee, including ranking member Thompson. Also in the caucus is West Virginia Representative David McKinley, who is reintroducing a bipartisan bill to create a clean energy standard. The bill would require utilities to reduce carbon emissions by 80% by 2050, a much longer glide path than President Joe Biden wants. Proposals to reduce emissions and be good stewards of the earth do not have to hurt the American economy. In fact, they do the opposite, said Representative John Curtis, Utah Republican, who is chairing the caucus. China buys more U.S. soybeans for 21-22. China is getting an early start on purchasing new crop soybeans in the U.S. this year. Chinese committed to purchase uh, 330,000 metric tons of U.S. soybeans for delivery in the 21-22 marketing year, USDA said yesterday. That followed a Monday announcement of 336,000 ton purchase, also for 21-22, although that may have been even bigger. The Monday report included U.S. export sale of 120,000 tons, but that was listed as going to unknown destinations. Analysts say that suspect that was for delivery to China. McCain gets Rome Post. Cindy McCain, wife of late Senator John McCain, the Arizona Republican, has been picked by President Biden to be the U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations World Food Program and Food and Agriculture Organization. Indiana farmer Kip Tom held that Rome-based post during the Trump administration. In the meantime, Homer Wilkes has been picked as USDA's Undersecretary for Natural Resources and the Environment, a position that oversees the Forest Service. He currently directs USDA's Gulf of Mexico Ecosystem Restoration Division. New biotech feed corn gets tentative okay. 
The USDA has preliminary approved a new corn variety that's genetically engineered to produce phytase enzyme for nutritionally enhanced animal feed. USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service says the crop was developed by Agravita Incorporated. It doesn't pose a plant pest risk and won't have much impact on corn acreage. Only about 10,000 acres of the corn would be needed. The public comment period on the draft documents ends July 26th. Holland assures congressmen on ranchers and monument. Interior Secretary Deb Holland assured Utah Republican Congressman Blake Moore yesterday that she had, quote, taken to heart comments she received from ranchers in the state about the potential expansion of the Bears Ears National Monument. Holland recently delivered confidential recommendations to Biden to restore national monument protections to millions of acres of land in Utah that the Trump administration had removed from both Bears Ears and Grand Staircase Escalante. I have a family of ranchers as well, Holland told Moore at a House Natural Resources Committee hearing on the Interior Department's fiscal 2022 budget. I understand how they feel about the land. All those comments did absolutely figure in. Here's today's She Said It. Our public lands belong to every American, and so we want to make sure that this beautiful, cultural, and historic place that can offer so much to future generations stands. That Interior Secretary, Deb Holland. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, June 24th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.